0: Welcome to Podcasting Social Work. Podcasting Social Work is a platform for educators, learners, social workers, and activists to share your stories, knowledge, and skills to empower communities and transform lives. Today's podcast is on nonviolent civil resistance and social movements, and case studies from Latin America. My name is Hassan. I am a social worker and professor at Centennial College, Toronto. Today, it's my pleasure to have conversation with. Poncho Hernandez, a community organizer, researcher, and activist and trainer on nonviolence. I met Poncho during uh, Latin America nonviolence training in Quito, Ecuador. How are you, Poncho? I'm glad being here and happy to share this with you. Wonderful, and I remember that when we were attending the training organized by ICNC, International Center for Nonviolence, uh, in um, in Kyoto, I enjoyed your training, and that's why um, I would love to uh, have a conversation with you when you were visiting Toronto mm-hmm. from Mexico with your mom. And it will be my great pleasure uh, to share this uh, podcast with our students and community. So at first, I would like to know about your education and work experience. Okay. Well, it's also my great pleasure being
1: here and well, now that I'm, I'm here, I want to share about me. As you said, uh, well, I'm a, I'm a philosopher and anthropologist that I have been involved in social movements in Mexico since the last more than almost 20 years and I've been an activist as well as community organizer and I, I have done uh, studies on Gandhian philosophy in the Gujarat Beach oh, yeah, I, I lived in India and I learned from the,
0: from the source of non-violence by the Gandhian philosophy. We'll be very happy to know about Gandhian philosophy and non-violence. So, uh, in terms of your um, academic interest, what inspired you to study non-violence, uh, civil resistance and social movement studies? Well,
1: uh, I was very involved in activism in different social movements and sometimes we we don't know much more about how to resist with non-violence. The social movements in Latin America they are the gap between violence and non-violence it's very narrow. Sometimes you don't know if it's the right thing to do. So then I started being interested in studying uh, deeper
0: about the uh, philosophy but as well the practice and the strategies of nonviolence wonderful before we start uh, our further discussion on nonviolence uh, principles theories uh, i would like to know how do you like to define the terms civil resistance and social movement okay well civil resistance uh, has
1: the potential to create strategies against injustice, against corruption, against authoritarianism, uh, against the powerful governments that are oppressing people without the use of violence. Uh, That means that we have to create strategies for long-term changes that can impact in the communities as well in the political scenario. And then uh, civil resistance is a way to create power from bottom up to try to bring about changes in society without the use of violence.
0: Great, so how about social movement? How would you like to define social movement in that context? Uh, Social movements, it's a broader concept that includes uh,
1: all kind of uh, movements against injustice or for some particular demands. For example, uh, territory, land, protecting resources, natural resources, indigenous communities. So now we are uh, witnessing in all Latin America a rise of these movements that are trying to do something against neoliberalist politics, about the uh, World Bank, the International Monetary Fund. So all these movements are trying to do something and what we are uh, seeing now in Latin America in many countries is
0: just the uprising of this, the need of justice. Okay, so So we understand social movement is a collective, organized, sustained, non-institutional challenge to challenge the authorities and power holders. And uh, in terms of civil resistance, Civil resistance is a powerful way for people to fight for rights, freedom, and justice. Yeah, uh,
1: and it's about the, how do you define power, right? Sometimes we think that power is just with the with the holders of it, with the uh, with, um, with those who are in the top of society. But we we miss the idea, the basic idea that Gandhi wanted to, to show us that the power it belongs to the people. It's in the base of the pyramid. It's from the the collective power. That's the kind of power that civil resistance and non-violence is laying on. It's Wonderful. We have to trust more in the people than in the structures of power.
0: Great. Uh, thank you for sharing your perspective on power and social movements, uh, which is our uh, key interest area in our social service worker program. And we have a course called Power and Social Movement. So I think our students will be benefited from this uh, discussion. Uh, We discussed about nonviolence, the topic nonviolence, a few times in this discussion. Can you please define what do you mean by nonviolence in the context of civil resistance and social movement?
1: Well, uh, nonviolence has been always seen as a kind of religious or spiritual concept that doesn't include the action and that's a misunderstanding about this idea. Uh, nonviolence it's a way of living as well uh, as, as the same as a political strategy so okay. nonviolence can be seen uh, as this principle of respecting all kind of life no? that Interesting. means interdependency Unity of all. That is very important now. For example, with all this climate change and global warming, that we uh, just forgot the sense of connection with the nature. For example, nonviolence teaches that we are connected, that we are a uh, whole. No, and this idea comes from Buddhist and Chinese uh, traditions that are spiritual, but not necessarily religion. Okay, but it it is it is an ethics. It is has some values that we have to, to practice. No, in that sense, nonviolence can be seen just a, as a personal ethics. But in the other hand, eh, Gandhi pointed out that eh, that um, personal perspective, without action in the social political level, eh, lacks of meaning. Okay, so this uh, ethic of nonviolence of respecting all kind of life, because we are all interdependent, uh, also becomes a political strategy how to push out, uh, to press the governments to bring about changes in society. So, in the sense of civil resistance, is I can imagine that it's like the coherence between
0: our discourses and our actions okay so you can uh, see the connections of nonviolence with buddhism jainism and uh, gandhi put uh, nonviolence in a way for uh, claiming uh, justice for freedom for freedom that was the main
1: goal for gandhi's struggle was the independence of india so he was more in a political struggle not just pacifism that sometimes we misunderstand Gandhi as a pacifist, but he was a revolutionary. The only difference between a Che Guevara and a Gandhi is that Gandhi, he realizes that armed violence cannot bring changes. If you want us to have a, a non-violent society, a more justice society, more, uh, you have to, uh, I mean, to put it in the seed, uh, and, and that seed that we want to
0: bring into the future, is non-violence. Wonderful. Uh, we can see that uh, various nonviolent tactics such as rally, protest, sit-in, petition, art, music, etc. are utilized in social movements to educate, organize, mobilize communities for policy change, fighting against oppression, stigma and discrimination. I'm happy to say that our city of Toronto is such a place where we can see that when people see there is some sort of injustice, there is some sort of discrimination, people come together, people raise voice, people educate others uh, through this kind of uh, actions and actually that make our city more inclusive and vibrant. And now I would like to know from you about some case studies from Latin America. I enjoyed your presentation in Quito, Ecuador on a nonviolent movement in Mexico and also some parts in Latin America. So can you please share some of the case studies from Latin America that deployed nonviolence tactics and strategy? Yeah, of course, I'll be happy to share. Uh, first of all, I want to just to highlight some
1: of the main problems that we are facing as a region, not only as a, as a country. I'm from Mexico, but we all in Latin America, we share some features. Uh, one is the the implementation of neoliberal politics. Uh, what
0: do you mean by neoliberal politics? Neoliberal
1: are those policies that are pushed by the uh, International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, that they are uh, pressing for less social services. For this kind of welfare state, it's becoming uh, every time less and less important, and also mainly by the grab, uh, la, grab landing la, grab landing, and taking off resources and the protection of the territory. I mean, what movements are doing because these neoliberal politics are pushing the governments to adjust their policies to the transnational companies. Okay. Uh, like, for example, in Canada, you have the mines. Okay, the mining companies that are going to all South America and they are creating an environmental environment to, to create more uh, conflicts. So for example, that is one, one of the, the, the problems that we face. The other one is corruption. Our governments has been very corrupt by different actors and that creates authoritarianism, both from the right and the left. Okay, I will explain more later about this authoritarianism from both sides. And uh, violence, an increase of violence. Uh, Mexico is, is sadly one of the most violent countries in the world due to drug-related violence, to gang violence, because of the cartels. But this is uh, something that is going on in all Latin America. So how nonviolence can help us to deal with all these conflicts? And it's just like the main question that we are, Absolutely. We are trying to do. And now we are seeing and, and we are witnessing an uprising all over Latin America. I can say from Mexico to Argentina, there are many, many things going on now and many conflicts and i think we have to uh, again rethink uh, non-violence as the principle of all these movements uh, so it's very broad in mexico we have the problem of the narco violence no the cartels that are uh, cartels. Control, the drug cartels that are controlling the territory so people is organizing in community for example, in their local level, in the very grassroots level, they are creating organizations to deal and to transform this violence. So that's a way of civil resistance as well. We always think that civil resistance is only a massive demonstration in the street. And that's the only way. And actually that strategy has been used by many, for many years and it's kind of, you know, losing its power. Okay. so civil resistance and non-violence also give us new ideas and creativity to think different ways of fighting and the struggle doesn't have to be always demonstrating in the street the street protests, it's part of it that is happening in Hong Kong hundreds.
0: like uh, in Hong Kong what Hong is happening Kong, now
1: Iran Lebanon uh, Paris, not that much time yes. ago. Catalonia. Catalonia. In Barcelona with all these Absolutely. independence movements. So all of them. Lots are, of civil unrest, actually. Of course. And, and all Latin America. Now you see Chile, Colombia, Bolivia, Haiti, Ecuador, Honduras. All those countries are like really in the turmoil. And it's because of this need of Create new strategies. And non-violence and civil resistance give us this opportunity to create new strategies that don't restore in violence. You no, know? that is something that in the Latin American history has been very present with the guerrilla. You no, know? Cuba, Nicaragua, El Salvador, and many other countries, Colombia has been a bloodshed since the last 50 years because of these guerrilla movements and the armed resistance. So I think that the option now for Latin America is to rethink our ways of protesting,
0: of creating social change and non-violence is key for that. So what uh, you mentioned about community organizing in Mexico and educating people are organizing themselves and educating uh, others on how they can act against uh, powerful drug cartels and yeah. uh, mafias. Uh, what are, how you see their success um, in terms of community organizing and what are the unique tactics they are using for bringing more social change, for fighting against this drug cartel?
1: Yeah, well one of the main features also of civil resistance is that it's extra institutional. Okay, so we don't have to rely on in institutions demanding them the respect of human rights or demanding less repression because the government has done that in, in our countries for a long time. And so what they are doing is from outside of the institution, they are creating their own institutions. For example? Their, own, their cultural centers, okay. schools, sport fields. Uh, a small companies, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is also something interesting for them because they are creating jobs and opportunities for young people. Instead of joining the gangs or the cartels, they, they provide jobs. Oh, and security. wonderful to know. So that's a different way. They are empowering women in their communities to, to resist violence. Gender violence is a big deal now in Mexico as well and in Latin America. And just yesterday was the International Day Against Violence Against Women. Uh, So what they are doing, it's more in the grassroots level, community
0: organizing, more like social work that they are trying to do something to improve their communities. Wonderful. So it means they are not only organizing and raising their voices, but also they are creating uh, opportunities they are creating uh, jobs at local community levels so people should not join the cartel. and uh, also I can understand from you sharing that uh, through establishment of cultural centers they are bringing people together yeah. and uh, having conversation on various issues including domestic violence so these are the approaches you see in Mexico are very powerful and uh, successful yeah, I think they are successful in
1: bringing people together, in joining the community, in talking about the problems and organizing. That's very important. We lack, I think uh, citizenship is not the right to vote only or to have a passport. Citizenship is something that you have to you know, act, uh, act all the time to, uh, to do. It's something in the making right and these processes i think it's the, the the way of developing a new kind of citizenship that it's more engaged in their community that it's really involved in the social problems that it's not only as we say it's not only about to protest we have also to give alternatives to people absolutely okay, we raise our voices we go on the street protest but then when we are back in our homes in our neighborhood what we will do And we have to do this local change meaningful because if we can create a network of of communities and neighborhoods they're organizing themselves and they're creating alternatives for the young, for the kids, for the seniors, for women uh, that face domestic violence,
0: then they will create a social change. Absolutely. I can relate uh, our uh, story from Bangladesh. Actually, I'm from Bangladesh and... I uh, experience how our non-profit sectors, our charities, are working at the grassroots to organize uh, poor and marginalized people, uh, especially women, and uh, provided them the tools, uh, how they can use those tools for their socio-economic empowerment, uh, so that they can actually uh, address poverty and marginalization. And we can, uh, as you know, that Grameen Bank and Muhammad Yunus got Nobel Peace Prize yeah. for Grameen Bank model that actually promoted lots of community organizing and uh, promoted uh, women empowerment in Bangladesh. So I can see the uh, the relation between Bangladesh, how it has been working for last uh, three four decades on community mobilization, and now I am happy to know that Mexico in Mexico people are working at the grassroots. And organizing communities and provided them the tools for alternative livelihoods for creating jobs. Wonderful to know. Um, so now, finally, I would like to uh, thank you for your activism uh, in uh, in social movement field, in civil assistance field. And I know you were actively engaged with some research and. Uh, and training work with the ICNC. Uh, I would like to know a little bit about your involvement with ICNC that I'm also very passionate to uh, work with ICNC and their initiatives on civil assistance.
1: Yeah well I've been working with the ICNC since um, uh, 2015. Well I was attendee of the Summer Institute in Tufts University in Boston and then I was part of some fellowships, I, uh, actually currently I'm working in a ICNC research fellow about uh, feminism and activism in Mexico by creative, creative activism or symbolic activism as, as I call it and I've been also doing trainer of trainers oh, okay. um, I, I've been trained by the ICNC to promote uh, different workshops and trainings in Mexico and also I've been a uh, facilitator in, in Quito for two years now and we are preparing the, the next uh, oh, wonderful the next seminar on February, I think, in, in Ecuador, in Flaxo. So, yeah, well, the work with uh, ICNC has been remarkable because they foster a new generation of practitioners but as well as trainers because these ideas even they are very old they are not very well spread and people doesn't know that much about nonviolence, civil resistance the other concept constructive program that is all we are talking about uh, improving communities, improving community life that is the constructive work that Gandhivi says that was part of the of the civil resistance, so ICNC it's very aware of all these uh, needs, uh, uh, not only for, um, for the political action but also for the education. I think it's very important and it's also a, a different kind of a strategy to train people, to share this knowledge, to spread the word because we need it and we need it in these times that are very turbulent very violent we are seeing people being dead in, in all these countries by demonstrations by the governments are killing people in Bolivia in Chile in Ecuador in Colombia in Haiti
0: so we actually we really need to to spread the word wonderful i think this that you are doing is great wonderful and at our college at centennial college our program promotes uh, social justice uh, and uh, change through social movement social change through social movement and i'm very happy to be part of this program and um, part of the activism at centennial college and i'm also very part of uh, part of ICNC uh, as a, as a, as a uh, participant of their training. And I would like to thank ICNC team and my Centennial College for supporting uh, me in this kind of initiative for enhancing our teaching and learning um, opportunities uh, on civil assistance and social movement study. So thank you so much for sharing your perspective on social movement uh, power, people's powers, Um, and how Gandhian philosophies are utilised in social movement and civil resistance and you work at Latin America, I would like to congratulate you and thank you for visiting us in Toronto, thank you. You're welcome, I'm also really thank you for this invitation and the possibility to talk
1: about and to share and exchange ideas, I think that's uh, the best to do and to continue giving answers to all these questions that are relevant for our societies. And I thank you and Sentinel College for this uh,
0: opportunity and I hope this this won't be the last time we are here together. Absolutely, we'll look forward to some collaboration with your academic institution, your organization, and uh, would like to promote learning. So, we don't know, maybe our students may have opportunity to see your work in Mexico and your uh, program participant can come to Centennial College uh, for further study, um, look forward to that. Thank uh, you. I'll be happy to
1: host you in Mexico and you are very welcome, Hassan. Thank you. Have a great day. Hey, gracias.
0: Gracias. And uh, this podcast hopefully uh, will be useful for our students and our community organizers. And uh, I will see you uh, in next time with uh, some more ideas on social work and civil assistance. Thank you.
1: El pueblo uni-